Turkey Call All Access, the official podcast of the National Wild Turkey Federation. Brought to you by Nomad. Turkey Call All Access is a digital campfire where we discuss topics of the day, conservation efforts, tips and techniques to better your experience of field, and our members' stories. everyone. It's Hannah McKinney with the Communications Department, and today we're talking with Andrew Little, Assistant Professor of Landscape Ecology and Habitat Management at the University of Nebraska. He's also the director of the Awesome Lab, which develops solutions to the growing wildlife conservation and management needs in multifunctional landscapes. We're talking wildlife conservation on agriculture-centered landscapes, turkey research, and the role of private landowners in helping turkey populations. All that and more in 90 seconds. Hey guys, this is Aaron with The Hunting Public. Each spring we head to the woods chasing turkeys, and one overlooked product that we use religiously is Sawyer permethrin. We've used it for years to keep ticks off of us, and it's worked extremely well. We don't like messing around with Lyme disease, Rocky Mountain spotted fever, anything like that. So I would highly recommend if you're a spring turkey hunter spending any time in warmer climates in the outdoors to use Sawyer permethrin. Learn about their advanced insect repellents and family of technical lightweight water filters at Sawyer.com. Under the visionary leadership of founder Johnny Morris, Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's is leading North America's largest conservation movement. Their partnership with the National Wild Turkey Federation is a match made in heaven for hunters across America. The Save the Habitat, Save the Hunt initiative continues to be a resounding success, with more than $6 million provided for conserving wildlife habitat, recruiting more hunters, and opening more access to hundreds of thousands of acres across the nation. To learn more, go to BassPro.com conservation. Hey y'all, I'm Jason Hart, founder of Nomad Hunting Clothing. At Nomad, we're bringing simplicity and authenticity back to hunting. Whether you hunt to escape your hectic work life, for locally sourced organic meat, or to socialize with friends, to uphold your favorite family traditions, we're with you and we do the same. At Nomad, we understand your gears and investments, so our products are engineered and priced for every hunter, tested in the real world, and designed to last. Hunting is in all of us. Nomad is with you. All right, so can we just start by you giving me a little bit of a background of yourself and how you got into wild turkey research? Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks again for the invite to be on today. Um, so yeah, uh, my name is Dr. Andrew Little. I'm assistant professor of landscape and habitat management uh, at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. Uh, my position is unique and I'm 60% extension and 40% research. Um, I do a little teaching here and there, um, but ultimately I work a lot with the general public, uh, particularly landowners across the state of Nebraska. Um, my lab, just to give you a little background, and folks can go out and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We're at Awesome Lab, which is A W E S M Lab, um, which stands for the Applied Wildlife Ecology and Spatial Movement Lab. Uh, really, you know, my background is I grew up in Pennsylvania um, and eventually went on to Penn State. I uh, got my bachelor's in wildlife fishery science and then moved on and got my master's in Mississippi State University uh, working on whitetail deer. And then I uh, took a little time off and worked at Ducks Unlimited uh, as a GIS intern there uh, in Ridgeland, Mississippi, and then eventually took off and moved over and uh, did my PhD uh, at the University of Georgia. I'm um, actually working with Dr. Mike Chamberlain 
uh, wild turkeys. And that's really what, you know, kind of got the passion of wild turkeys um, uh, for me really started. Um, I did a little hunting uh, for wild turkeys prior to that, but I really um, spent most of my uh, early times, the early years uh, growing up in Pennsylvania, doing a lot of deer hunting uh, and small game hunting. And so I didn't have a lot of experience with wild turkeys prior, but then uh, during that project, we were really looking at just, you know, wild turkey ecology, particularly hens um, uh, in that uh, longleaf pine system in South Georgia uh, for my PhD research. And so that's really kind of sparked interest. And then when I uh, had the opportunity to come up here to the University of Nebraska, um, that's been kind of one of the passions to be able to find opportunities to work here in this landscape, knowing that there are a lot of hunters, it's a destination state for turkey hunters, um, and be able to resolve um, issues or provide data uh, to resolve those issues um, if, if any exist in regards to Turkey. So that's again been one of those things I've had this long-term passion uh, to be able to really engage uh, particularly the landowners around habitat management um, and in this case with wild turkeys but I work a lot also with uh, other wildlife species whether they're game or non-game I have different projects going on across the state and I guess I'll kind of uh, add one last thing here and say that um, our, at that awesome lab, we really are focused on providing that applicable science to help landowners and management agencies really balance uh, in agriculturally dominated systems, those needs of feeding and fueling the world while ensuring we can sustain that world, um, that, the natural resources for future generations. And so we work a lot with our landowners, with our uh, state and federal and NGO organizations around addressing those challenges of conservation and ag landscapes and finding those balances. So I want to kind of set the scene a little bit for this research. Your proposal highlights a decrease in the wild turkey population in Nebraska and the concerns raised by officials um, from state agencies and land managers. Can you kind of give us an overview of that situation? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, so in general, um, not only in Nebraska, but a lot of states um, are experiencing wild turkey population declines. Um, you see that particularly in the South, uh, where Dr. Chamberlain works a lot, uh, especially in the, the eastern side of the United States. And then we've seen that obviously here in the Midwest states. Um, really, it was this project is very timely, giving all those concurrent other turkey projects uh, going on in the landscape at the moment. Um, so looking at some of the data that was provided um, from the uh, Nebraska Game and Parks Commission, um, their particular uh, big game coordinator, uh, Luke Maduna, um, they conduct these, they're called rural mail carrier surveys each uh, year. They'll collect data across the state. And on, on uh, in this case, wild turkeys, they've noted since 2009 about a 45% decline um, in reports from the, the surveys that are being conducted. Um, populations really uh, back in the you know, early 2000s really exploded in Nebraska. Um, and then again, since 2009, we've been seeing that decline over time. So part of that could be a function of um, carrying capacity, basically, you know, the, uh, having enough habitat in the landscape to support population as they increased over time. Um, but again, there's other factors, and it's one of those things that um, we think about with turkeys. I like to always say it's like a death by a thousand cuts. It's usually not just one thing. It's usually a combination of various factors that are affecting, um, you know, them as a population. So. With this project, we're really um, the, the larger turkey project, I should say, we we're uh, started here this past year in Nebraska Game and Parks Commission is really a multifaceted project to really gain a better understanding of just general turkey ecology here in the state. 
So you mentioned that there's a, many different aspects that affect the wild turkey population. So what is this research specifically looking at and what are kind of the objectives of the study? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so this this larger project that I'll share, uh, we started this project again back in January of 2023. Um, we've been looking at um, various aspects around just general um, turkey ecology. So things like um, the reproduction, survival, harvest rates, uh, disease prevalence, genetic diversity, you know, movements, et cetera. Really just kind of getting more of, I like to say, kind of like a holistic picture um, of, of turkey ecology um, in, in our more ag-dominated landscape of Nebraska. Um, this study is actually, this larger study is being conducted in two specific areas of the state currently, the Pine Ridge, um, or we, uh, Shadron, which is in northwest part of Nebraska, and then the southwest um, kind of McCook, Trenton area part of the state. Um, as I mentioned, there, you know, we really are trying to get a better understanding overall about what are those um, different factors that potentially are leading to some of these declines in the landscape, and then ultimately using that information or providing that information to the state agency to work with landowners and address some of those uh, potential issues that may exist. And could you maybe kind of just give a background of what kind of data you're collecting and how that data is going to be collected? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, with the larger project, so what we're doing is in each of our study areas, as I mentioned, there's two areas, southwest and northwest. Um, in each area, we're uh, uh, the goal is to be able to tag 60 turkeys each year. When I say tag, uh, putting a GPS transmitter on them, uh, putting leg bands, we'll collect some blood samples. Um, we'll, again, get some other uh, measurements on those birds, and then we release them at the site. Um, of those 60 birds, we're trying to target about 40 of them being hens, um, being female turkeys, and then the other 20 being male turkeys. Um, so ultimately, you know, you're kind of looking at about 120 total turkeys uh, per year. And the project is uh, field season will be uh, a course of three years over the course of three years. Um, we're conducting that work. And so again, then once they get released, um, then we have our graduate students and our technicians that are out there tracking those turkeys in the landscape, um, downloading data from the transmitters to get that spatial data, the GPS data. Um, again, just analogous to having a cell phone and tracking you know, yourself to, from point A to point B to that destination. It's kind of a similar type of thing, um, tracking these birds in the landscape. And then once we get into the nesting season, we're monitoring those hens for when they uh, start nesting. And then obviously, you know, we want to know, you know, are they successful? Is that nest successful or not? Um, and so if it's not, we obviously um, can make, try to make some assessment of what potentially happened, whether that be, you know, um, predation or whether that be, you know, some type of, you know, climatic weather event or things like that. Um, that may have affected the popular uh, affected that nest, and then we also collect vegetation data around those nests because we want to be able to compare those nest sites uh, where the hen selected to a random um, paired random site, so we can say you know why did that hen pick this specific spot over some other random spot that it potentially could have nested at. Just again, give a little bit better understanding of just general um, nesting ecology of turkeys here. Um, and then assuming a turkey does have a successful uh, nest, so they basically have a period of about 28 days until they hatch out. 
um, then we want to monitor that brood thereafter. And so we want to monitor that brood one because we want to see where are the where is that hen taking that brood to? What does that brood um, basically vegetation cover types look like? And then again, we do also pair that with a random spot. So we want to be able to say why did she pick this area for her brood versus a random spot? And then once she gets to a point, so that first two weeks of life for the first uh, 14 days is really the most critical for that hen to uh, keep those poults surviving because that's when they're in that flightless stage. Once they get to the basically 14 days approximately of age, then they can begin to fly up into you know lower uh, small you know, shrubs or small trees and be able to roost there with mom. Um, and then we monitor them out to 30 days. And then from there, again, we're also collecting data on the males as well. So we also collect, um, so we have leg bands on them. And so we have the leg band, the transmitter, and we've had you know, hunters each year, if they harvest a bird, we have my number on there and they can contact me um, and report that they've harvested a certain uh, tom. And then we did record that information down for future uh, use. And so ultimately, you know, we're getting a really holistic picture of what's going on uh, for really just the general ecology of birds here, turkeys here in, in the state of Nebraska. Hey guys, this is Aaron with The Hunting Public. Each spring we head to the woods chasing turkeys and one overlooked product that we use religiously is Sawyer permethrin. We've used it for years to keep ticks off of us and it's worked extremely well. We don't like messing around with Lyme disease, Rocky Mountain spotted fever, anything like that. So I would highly recommend if you're spring turkey hunter spending any time in warmer climates in the outdoors to use Sawyer permethrin. Learn about their advanced insect repellents and family of technical lightweight water filters at Sawyer.com. Under the visionary leadership of founder Johnny Morris, Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's is leading North America's largest conservation movement. Their partnership with the National Wild Turkey Federation is a match made in heaven for hunters across America. The Save the Habitat, Save the Hunt initiative continues to be a resounding success, with more than $6 million provided for conserving wildlife habitat, recruiting more hunters, and opening more access to hundreds of thousands of acres across the nation. To learn more, go to BassPro.com conservation. Hey y'all, I'm Jason Hart, founder of Nomad Hunting Clothing. At Nomad, we're bringing simplicity and authenticity back to hunting. Whether you hunt to escape your hectic work life, for locally sourced organic meat, or to socialize with friends, to uphold your favorite family traditions, we're with you and we do the same. At Nomad, we understand your gears and investments, so our products are engineered and priced for every hunter, tested in the real world, and designed to last. Hunting is in all of us. Nomad is with you. And I read from your proposal that the use of game cameras is also going to be a crucial aspect of this study. What kind of information do you hope to learn from those? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So specific to this uh, proposal, um, one of the things we wanted to examine is we really wanted to understand predator activity and how that varies um, at you know really ter uh, these nest uh, sites and areas really with uh, areas without nests. And so specifically, what I'm what I'm getting at with the cameras, what we're proposing to do with this project is during the nesting season, once we have a hen set up a nest. Um, then we'll go in and we'll put out anywhere from three to four cameras about 100 yards away. Um, you can kind of think about if you have um, like three cameras in kind of triangular fashion around the nest. So it's not on the nest. I want to be clear that it's not on the nest because um, we don't want to have any impact on uh, the nest being abandoned. But we get about 100 yards or so away from the nest and put that camera up. And we want to look at just predator activity in that area. 
versus area, we're going to pair with a random location um, where we're basically not going to have one of our GPS marked hens nesting. So the idea is then we can compare and say, okay, again, why? Uh, what, what is the potential predator activity around this area versus this other area, this random location? And then what we can do is from a survival standpoint, we actually can um, use that information and as a, um, a variable in one of our models and basically to better understand you know, our, our turkeys that are nesting um, you know, in these areas, are they do you, what is the diversity of predators that are using those areas? Are they more likely to have a successful nest or not? Again, just really trying to quantify the, the potential impacts of the landscape as a whole um, and why they're basically nesting in those areas and whether or not they're actually successful or not. So. I think it's super interesting that you guys are looking at the different aspects that are going to um, determine whether or not a nest might, may or may not be successful. And uh, looking at your proposal, it looks like you guys are going to look at how maybe human-made factors can influence that as well. Um, how are you going to uh, um, evaluate that aspect? Yeah, that's a great question. So. What I've been kind of talking about to this point is really kind of, you know, the localized vegetation. So, you know, in, a, in an area or localized, in this case, predator activity in an area. Um, but one of the things we also know from research is the landscape as a whole. Um, so I like to kind of say like the 30,000 foot view uh, of things, if we can kind of zoom out from that nest site and look at where they're nesting at and how the landscape is laid out, like the different patches, the cover, uh, cover types and the landscape, how they're laid out and how that potentially may influence, um, you know, that risk of predation. So for example, um, you know, if the, the hen is nesting in areas where maybe they have like a, um, you know, it's an isolated patch, you know, so it's an isolated little uh, cover on the landscape. I, I kind of liken that to, um, you know, if you only have a couple of restaurants in town, well, predators can key in on certain places pretty quick if they know that, oh, there's probably going to be resources or I have found resources in this one little isolated patch before. And so in our lab in particular, our awesome lab, we talk a lot about landscape ecology and how do we think about how the, the different vegetation types that landowners are managing for, how can they um, you know, create more of that in the landscape, more um, you know, uh, different cover types that can benefit, you know, in this case, turkeys, but as well as other wildlife. And so, again, the, the project here, we have the opportunity to look at those landscape features. So roads, um, we can look at um, like how many different cover types are laid out on the landscape. If maybe one of the things we face a lot, especially in ag landscapes, is fragmentation. So you see fewer and fewer, you know, intact patches of maybe high quality cover. So high quality nesting cover, for example, could be something we can examine through this work. Um, we could say, hey, these areas we, you know, feel pretty confident based on these are where hens are nesting at. How how does that play into them having a successful or maybe a not successful nest? Um, and our, and how do we, in the, from a management standpoint, work with our landowners if your goal is to increase your turkey populations on your farm or your neighboring farms with your, with your partners, your landowners adjacent to you? How can you guys work together in kind of a conservation cooperative to be able to benefit um, turkeys at a larger you know spatial scale? Definitely. And that goes into my next question. I mean, it's definitely evident that understanding nest success and survival is 
really important for um, understanding and uh, helping with um, wild turkey populations. And I, just, I guess my question is, how will the data that you guys collect and your findings from this research benefit uh, wildlife managers and their decision-making processes to for wild turkey management? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so one of the big things that uh, our hope from this work really is to understand again is that the connection with this the, the spatial uh, distribution of these different predators in the landscape and uh, using the cameras around these nesting and then these paired non uh, paired random locations to look at those differences and the the um, you know potential impacts of those predators on those nests. And again, if they survived and those nests survived or didn't survive, and then saying, okay, based on that information, these areas, the nests that did survive, you know, here are unique attributes about those places. And here's ways that we potentially, from a management, whether that be specific things like, you know, prescribed fire, or maybe there's um, inst installation of more nest and brood rearing cover in the landscape, um, you know, those type of things that can help benefit those populations. And that's the challenge, especially in an ag landscape, um, where, again, things are fragmented. And so we're always trying to find ways where we can kind of build you know these complexes of cover types on the landscape to benefit not only wild turkeys but other popular other species wildlife species that utilize those landscapes and so that this data and particularly with my extension programming will allow us to continue to work with landowners to find those balances with ag production because um, obviously if you're um, producing a crop in the, that landscape you know every acre is going to count but also finding ways where we can find those balances and we can find places where we can install um, you know, more high quality, say nest and brooder and cover to benefit those populations over time of turkeys. And with the ultimate goal of being able to, again, find, optimize your ag production, but also optimizing your natural resource side of things. Definitely. And it's it's great to hear that, like, even though this research is being conducted in Nebraska, you know, the findings and is, has greater implications for not just the wild turkey in that state, but wild turkey across the whole yeah. entire nation. Absolutely. Um, and just shifting focus just a little bit. Um, it's interesting to see the support from the Nebraska State Chapter Superfund yeah. going towards disease monitoring. How does that aspect tie into the research? Yeah, so it's a great question. First, we're you know great, very grateful NWTF's Nebraska State Chapter um, uh, supporting the doing some disease monitoring, uh, in particular uh, doing disease monitoring for uh, LPDV, which has been a disease that's been noted across the country um, to impact turkey populations. Um, so. The, the funding will help support uh, data analysis um, from the data we're collecting. Uh, and ultimately, uh, you know, from a, a management standpoint, as I mentioned, this is a really holistic project. Um, disease monitoring is one of those important aspects that we're trying to say, okay, what, again, there's, it's usually a, a death by a thousand cuts. So can we root for these populations? Can we find, you know, what factors are potentially at play at the moment that may drive 
um, those populations downward and what ways then in turn can we work to be able to reverse those declines with the ultimate goal of creating those sustainable turkey populations in the long term. And so, again, we're very grateful for that funding. That funding is going into disease monitoring, particularly working with Dr. Mike Chamberlain. Um, that's one thing that I wanted to mention is Dr. Mike Chamberlain is involved in this project. Uh, we also have my other colleagues um, here at the University of Nebraska. Uh, Dr. Mark Vertiska, um, and, and then we have another colleague, Dr. Sarah Sonstegen, who is with our Nebraska Cooperative Fish and Wildlife Research Unit. And so those are individuals I've been working with in this project to look at, again, all aspects of uh, wild turkey ecology here in the state. Now that we're nearing the end of this interview, I just want to give you the time and space to maybe talk about anything that we didn't hit on that you feel like is important for uh, listeners to know about this research? Yeah, that's a great, great question. Um, really, you know, from our perspective, and, and this is the thing, again, goes back to, you know, I mentioned earlier um, regarding just kind of this holistic approach, you know, in a, in a really an ag intensive landscapes, or they are very unique uh, in that standpoint, and especially when we see, um, uh, you know, over time, your, your intensification of your ag systems to obviously maximize food production the feed and fuel the world. And that's really the challenge, not only with trying to address wildlife management specific, in this case, wild turkeys, but just in general, natural resource management in intensive ag landscapes. How do we find those balances? And so this project in particular is very unique in that sense where it ties in, okay, we have landscapes that are can be highly fragmented and we're trying to preserve and conserve a species for future generations here, that being wild turkeys. And so how do we, identify those unique attributes of uh, that, that really are helping those populations survive and, and thrive in certain parts of the state, because that's one of the things that is unique. You could drive a number of miles down the road and the population is doing pretty well. So we want to really understand why in certain areas they may be declining, other areas they may be doing fairly well. Um, and this research is really going to be able to get after uh, some of those uh, questions and better understand some of those attributes of the landscape um, with the ultimate goal to provide that data for the state agency as well as landowners who are interested in saying, hey, how can I make a difference for wild turkeys here in Nebraska? What are the things I can do? Um, and that's why I talk a lot about in our lab at the Awesome Lab about taking and having you as a landowner uh, who is passionate about, in this case, wild turkeys, you know, communicating with your neighbors and saying, how can we work together to be able to create a sustainable population? Well, we can do things like putting nest and brooder and cover in. We can provide those different cover types that can benefit those populations. And I would argue that um, even if it's just you out there in the landscape as a landowner, you can make a difference and ultimately going out and doing some things, some habitat management. You can work with uh, private lands biologists with game of parks or end WTF or other conservation organizations um, in ag landscapes to find ways to be able to benefit um, turkeys in the, on the landscape. And so don't feel like you can't, you know, because ultimately you can. You can definitely have an impact. And the more that we are able to find those balances between production ag and conservation, um, the better those populations will be of turkeys in the long run. But again, it's not a cookie cutter, you know, uh, size type of thing or perspective. It really is, an, it's it's complex. Um, that's why I say no one size fits all, no silver bullet. 
um, is going to you know address the turkey population decline. It's going to be thinking about all these different facets and then finding ways that we can benefit them as a whole. And I would argue that you know habitat loss has been one of those significant factors that has affected the populations. Um, in a lot of states across the countries, we see habitat loss, um, you know, and that obviously has impacts on, you know, creating, you know, potentially more options or more opportunity for, you know, predators in areas where you have less and less cover because they, again, can kind of find those couple of restaurants, if you like to say, in, in, uh, in a town and say, hey, I can focus on these patches and I have probably a better chance versus if we're managing it in a way that we can provide a lot of cover out there that can benefit um, turkeys. And then that makes it a little harder for those predators to find them. Definitely. And I just want to say thank you so much for taking the time today Absolutely. to talk with me and share some more details about your research. I greatly appreciate it. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much for the opportunity. If you're interested in learning more about the work and research happening in Nebraska, make sure to follow Awesome Lab on Twitter and Instagram at A-W-E-S-M Lab. Also, if you haven't heard about our recent investment into wild turkey research, we will include a link in the show notes. Alongside our partners, we've committed $9 million to a slate of new research projects that will help us better understand how to ensure the long-term health of wild turkey populations. Under the visionary leadership of founder Johnny Morris, Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's is leading North America's largest conservation movement. Their partnership with the National Wild Turkey Federation is a match made in heaven for hunters across America. The Save the Habitat, Save the Hunt initiative continues to be a resounding success, with more than $6 million provided for conserving wildlife habitat, recruiting more hunters, and opening more access to hundreds of thousands of acres across the nation. To learn more, go to BassPro.com conservation. Hey y'all, I'm Jason Hart, founder of Nomad Hunting Clothing. At Nomad, we're bringing simplicity and authenticity back to hunting. Whether you hunt to escape your hectic work life, for locally sourced organic meat, or to socialize with friends, to uphold your favorite family traditions, we're with you and we do the same. At Nomad, we understand your gears and investments, so our products are engineered and priced for every hunter, tested in the real world, and designed to last. Hunting is in all of us. Nomad is with you. Hey guys, this is Aaron with The Hunting Public. Each spring, we head to the woods chasing turkeys, and one overlooked product that we use religiously is Sawyer permethrin. We've used it for years to keep ticks off of us, and it's worked extremely well. We don't like messing around with Lyme disease, Rocky Mountain spotted fever, anything like that. So I would highly recommend, if you're a spring turkey hunter, spending any time in warmer climates in the outdoors to use Sawyer permethrin. Learn about their advanced insect repellents and family of technical lightweight water filters at Sawyer.com.